I am, uh, wanted to share this story with you. Um, there was a man of God I was listening to, and he said that he had given a financial blessing to a particular man who had come to him. And uh, he said that uh, the man left, and he took the finances. And he said the man then left to go back to his home. And he said, after the man left, he said the Holy Spirit gave him a vision. And he said, in the vision, as the man was walking down the street, an angel dropped down and snatched all the money from him and took it. Um, and so he said, then he came out the vision. And he said, then a few minutes later, the very man returned back to his address and said, man, can you believe this? Somebody took that money from me. And in the vision, the Lord told him, he said, you gave him something he was not qualified to receive. That's why the angel wouldn't took it back. And so there are a lot of deep mysteries concerning sometimes why negative things are going on in, my, in our lives um, concerning finances. You know, it's the one thing that covers every area of your life. Uh, the Bible says that money answers all things. Um, and one of the things that the Holy Spirit was ministering to me this morning on the way here is that, unfortunately, set the Bible aside for a second. When you're just talking about the education that we got from school, most of us, even if you went to a good private school, you did not get an education on money. You didn't. Most of us, we didn't get an education on money. It's funny because in school, at least half of what they teach you is irrelevant for life. I think I said the word correctly. You know, they, I mean, they don't, they don't teach you financial money management. I'm not talking about a little class. I'm talking about classes and giving you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, in, in high school, when you first start high school, maybe even middle school is when they need to teach everybody um, financial classes and this is how you open up a bank account and this is how you start saving money and, but they don't teach that. They may give you one class called economics, how the world works. And so, so they don't give you a class on saving money and I don't mean just a class, drilling it into the children about saving money and then how many of you know you didn't get nothing on investing? Zero. You didn't even know what an investment was. You know what I'm saying? And so you thought an investment was the you know, Kool-Aid stand down the street. You know, can you help me get this stand up and running? And so, so in school, they don't teach you anything about finances except for how to open up a credit card when you go to college. Because the system is designed against you to keep you a slave to just existing so that you will have to rely on the government for your entire life. And so the Lord was ministering to that to me to... to that, that he understands how you feel about money and that you're nervous and that most, of pe most people are a slave to money and money is not a slave to them. And the Lord understands how you feel. He understands where you are because you've never been educated in regards to that. I know I wasn't educated when it came to money. You know, I always pay. I didn't even have a checking account. I, I paid all my bills by my, uh, money order. Yeah, and 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 somebody like what? Yeah, that's. I mean, I didn't have an education when it came to money. I mean, they don't teach you savings. They don't teach you bank accounts. They don't get over into all of the different opportunities that are out there for you to make money. Like when men come to town and they will put on a play and they look for people to finance the play. If you give me a thousand dollars, I'll give you two thousand dollars in a week. They don't tell you stuff like that. That stuff is always out here. There are always opportunities that will never come your way unless you have the cash. How many of you know, it's never too late to be right. Amen, amen. And so, and it can be very uncomfortable, the older you are, it can be very uncomfortable diving into something at 50 that you were supposed to be taught at 12. 
and it can be uncomfortable. And then with all of this information out here and everybody got their opinion and now you got YouTube videos and you don't know what to believe. You know, sometimes those little books called, you know, investing for dummies them things really are good because they keep it with the basics. But it can be it can overwhelm it can overwhelm you because of the terminology and you don't know what it means. But guess what? But see, they didn't even program you to come across a word and then stop and look up what that word means. Just bypass it and keep on reading. And so our minds can be wired a particular way for poverty. Because rich men will always, when they run and they, they run into a wall where they don't understand, they will stop and figure out what do these words mean? And oh, this is what this means. And then they will continue. When I'm watching television or the news, there are times when they will say a word and I will pause it. I don't know what that word means. I will pause it and I'm, you know, you got apps where all you got to do, you don't even have to go to the library and see the, the librarian with the bad attitude. All you got to do is just open up your phone and press a dictionary. And, and this is the crazy part. With these dictionaries now, when you pull up the word, they have a little microphone symbol next to it. And it will tell you how to pronounce the word. You know what I'm saying? And so, so education is not based on a degree. Education is based on you constantly learning. When you graduate from high school, when you graduate from from college, it doesn't matter if you have a, an associate's, a bachelor's, a master, a PhD. It doesn't matter. There are a lot of ignorant people that have PhDs. They were just very, very good at memorizing information and taking a test. I'm not trying to take anything because anybody that has a PhD, they went through drama to get it. But because you have a PhD does not mean you have wisdom. Most of the people that receive counseling from us, a, major, a large majority of them went and saw PhD counselors first who said the information that they gave based on the information that you all give cannot be compared. Because do you know that the raw root definition of education means to draw out? It means to put a person in a situation and let them figure it out. And as they mistakes, make mistakes, you adjust them. It means to draw out. When you sat in school, all they did was push in. Information, information, information. And it really wasn't an issue of if you understood it, it was more of an issue of could you memorize it? You understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to help you understand why sometimes when God is trying to bring something around, you then feel uncomfortable because the system created a poverty mindset in us all. And there's still errors. Now, I'm pretty much coming out of that now, but there's still errors that I find myself dealing with. My wife and I, we had to recognize one day that, that I had created, we had created a poverty mindset in some ways when it came to our kids. And the system, I mean, you go to school and you're an open book, so everything that they teach you, you just accept. And don't even realize that these people are wiring you for failure. And then we'll tell you only some people are destined for success and others are not. It's just not true. And so the Lord was, and we're in the car this morning, and the Lord is just ministering to me about the root. See, God deals with the root of the problem. He doesn't just deal with the surface leaves and the flowers. And I understand that the petals are a little dry, but it's because of the root. It's not because of the petals. And if you don't go back to the root and start educating yourself in these particular areas, then what happens is that you'll live a different life than the one that you're supposed to. You would be surprised what would come your way supernaturally if you just start saving. You don't have to have $100 out of every paycheck to start saving. Save five and just refuse to touch the five and it'll blow your mind. Guess what? How many know that when you start saving, something is always going to happen that requires you to use that saving? But the problem is, is that this is what happens is something happens and you immediately go for the savings. 
You don't wait and stop as though you have no savings. Because if you would just wait and stop, because the demand in the physical will say, this happened and you save for it. So you got to go and go back into your savings. But if you would just wait and hold your ground and pray, then another way would come into being so that you wouldn't have to touch that savings. Okay. So, you know, so now that's the natural education when it comes to the school. They didn't prepare us for nothing. They didn't teach us. They didn't. You know what? It took me years to find out that when you buy a home and you get a loan, that if you finance that home for 30 years, you've paid for the home three times. And then we wonder where our retirement is going. You got to become a security guard at a bank. No, I'm good and well. You're going to be the first one. They bonk over the head if the crime go down. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, it's never too late. There's a reason why the man that owns Kentucky Fried Chicken, God rest his soul, you know, I don't know why I said that. It's the reason why the man that owned Kentucky Fried Chicken, when did he become, when did he, when did he open that one? 60 something? It's never too late, folks. It's never too late. Okay, most millionaires don't become millionaires until after 40, because 40 is the number of probation. So the Lord lets you get all your mistakes out the way so that the second half of your life, you won't make those mistakes, you can become rich. Okay, so that's the, it's, and I could go on and on and on and on about how if you finance a $300,000 home for 30 years, and don't feel bad if you had to do that. Thank God that you, you paid it off or it's almost being paid off or you've been able to do that. I'm just letting you know where our money is going. 30 years, you buy a $300,000 home, and by the end of 30 years because of the finance charge, you have most likely paid about seven hundred to $800,000 for that home. Now think about that. For 30 years, $400,000 went somewhere. See, so then when, by the time you add the home, by the time you add your student loans, and by the time you add your car, car notes, and by the time you add credit cards, and then by the time you just add stupid stuff like you don't have to have a shirt that costs $100. Because the shirt that costs $100 is made out of the same material as the Walmart shirt that costs $10. The only difference between the Walmart shirt that costs $10 and the one that costs $100 is they put a man riding a horse that you never met called Polo <laughs> to impress people that don't care. I'm not nothing wrong. I, I love Nike, and I love the way that Nike looks. So sometimes I'm not saying that you can't spend money on nice things. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you have to get out of living your lifestyle to impress people that you don't know that don't care. You understand what I'm saying? And so that's fine. You know, how many know it feels good to ride in a nice car? Right, right. But don't go out there and buy a car just to impress people. Because the people that you're trying to impress, they're really not impressed. And if they are, they're impressed with the car, not you. Right. And if you get into a situation, they ain't about to give you a dime to help you out. They will ask you for a ride. Y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay? And so now let me say something. Is that in regards to any mistakes that you have made, when God wants to change your life in the future, he does not base it on the mistakes. He bases it on your current mentality. Never, you could have bought a $50,000 vehicle yesterday, and you were not supposed to buy it. And once you tell the Lord, I wasn't supposed to buy this vehicle, guess what? He will show you how to pay it off. It's mentality. It's not mistakes. You never see God judging people because of their past mistakes as long as they repented. I mean, you know, Peter made a huge mistake, and he cussed folk out as he denied Jesus who trained him. And Jesus went up to Judas, and he never talked about his mistake. He said, would you get back to what you were doing before you disqualified yourself? Mentality. See? And so, and so with this, now, here's the problem, is that then when you get over into biblical prosperity, now 
The school system taught you just how to survive and be in debt. Now you got to survive and be in debt. So then guess what? Then when it comes to the body of Christ, unfortunately, the only thing that people have heard is give your 10% in offerings and nothing else. So guess what? They doing the same thing. Because when you study what the scripture says about finances, and just in case you didn't know this, the number one subject that is in the Bible more than any other subject is money. There is no other subject in the Bible that is talked about more than money. Yet, the only thing you heard was bring you all the tithes into the storehouse so God doesn't kill you and your little doggy. That's all you heard. Or sow a seed into the man of God so that you can get a harvest that usually never comes. Understand what I'm saying? And so, and so, so now it's, I don't want to say double jeopardy. Now you hit twice. Why? Because you got a bad education in the school system and then you got a bad education in the church system. And now everything that you're doing is based on being taught wrong and based on how you feel. And then as a result of that, you know, you just end up kind of struggling and surviving. And then God in his infinite mercy, he then takes care of you. Okay. Always remember this is that when it comes to God's grace, he will take care of his children. He is responsible for taking care of his children. That is the reason why so many people disobey God and he still takes care of them. He is obligated. David said something. He said, I've never seen God's seed begging bread. Okay, why? God is obligated to take care of the basic needs of your children. The same way that some of us have had children. And how many of you know, they didn't clean up their room for the 15th time. They didn't do any of those things, but guess what? You still took them shopping for school clothes. They didn't wash the dishes. They won't clean the home. They got a bad attitude because they think you exist just to take care of them. But you still gave them that dinner. Why? Because the parents are obligated to take care of the needs of the children. So God is obligated to take care of the needs of his children. But guess what? If your little children is act, they're acting a fool, then maybe you're not going to get those gym shoes. Sometimes you got to give them a challenge. I tell you what, then you ain't been acting. You, um, I feel like I'm your slave, okay? And and so I tell you what, then if you get all A's, then we'll consider getting you that Xbox that costs four hundred dollars that I could use someplace else. You know, every once in a while we had to sit our kids down and I had to tell them, you know. Now, my wife and I, well, I shouldn't say we struggled, but we just made ends meet for a long time. And then having kids and trying to make ends meet. And so now, 51, and so because of obedience, now the Lord is beginning to bless us on the back end. So we're able to afford to send our kids to private school, you know. And so don't, don't think there are kids who go to private school and they end up being nut jobs. And then there are kids who come out together with a public school education and they become billionaires. It's not necessarily the school. It's what you do with what you have. So don't ever think that because we use the example of our kids being in private school that we got one up on your kids. No, that's just an excuse, okay? And so, but every times we had to sit our kids down and I had to tell them, you do realize I could buy a second house and I could have my own car based on the money I spend for y'all tuition. You have to let them know that. Because prosperity sometimes causes you to be beside yourself. You know, you get used to the blessing and you get used to organic food. And so now because you have to have rice and beans, you got an attitude. Well, then fast. Scripture says you're supposed to do that every once in a while. He didn't say the age. I have no problem with that. And we all do that. You have to look at how your kids behave. And as an adult, you behave the same way when it comes to God. The same way. And so, so that's what the Lord was ministering to me, you know. 
again, you know, this is the month of prosperity, and that he was ministering to me about that, is that the school system did not train us any. So what, what the school system did not train you on, y'all, they don't, the school system does not train you how to take care of your body. Maybe you had a class where they showed you the organs, but really didn't get over in teaching you and telling you what those organs were for. They didn't tell you that if you ate a particular way, you would be slowly killing yourself. They didn't tell you what foods that you should eat and what foods you should stay away from. As a matter of fact, during lunchtime, half the food that they served was not food. With the ladies with the hairnets on, what you want? Pam. We don't have no more green beans. Pam. Eat them. That's what we grew up on, you know what I'm saying? And then guess what? Because our parents didn't know anything about nutrition, they had no problem with us eating pizza all day long and getting up and eating french fries and ice cream and juice that, that has all of this type of fructose corn syrup. We didn't even know that type of stuff. I grew up knowing nothing about health. I thought health meant that you ate. I'm just keeping it real. You know, I'm just doing something a little different. It's a little bit lighter today. I'm just kind of talking to you. But, but I'm just letting you know that, that the school system, you might have got all A's, but it's because you knew how to memorize information. Yeah. And it's not because you got a true education in regards to how life works, how the body works. Yeah. Now, now, when you're talking about body and how money works, we haven't even got over into other things and how they work, cycles of life, things that go around and come around, all of these different type of things. So that's what the God Lord was ministering to me, is that you go to school, you don't, you don't get an education, then you come to the church, and the education is even worse. You know what I'm saying? And so, so we're going to look at for a moment what Jesus said in regards to that, okay? Because again, like I always say, you know, I can always, it's funny how, you know, let me say this, y'all. I, um, you're going to have to be very careful being a part of this church because this is not an exaggeration. At this point, every week, one of the members of our church Someone lets us know, I either paid off my house, I either paid off my car, or someone blessed me with a house, or someone blessed me with a car every week. And it's multiple times a week sometimes. That's very dangerous because when you start teaching at this level, and let me say, let me say this too. Every seed reproduces after its own kind. There's what you call God blesses individuals, but there's also something called a corporate anointing. And so leaders are slaves. That's all they are. And so God has no need for a pastor except for one thing. All, you've heard me say this before, all kings have a servant who teaches the children the ways of their father, the king, and the ways of the kingdom, royalty. Okay? And so, otherwise, so that's what a pastor is. How many of y'all are children of a king? So God says, any, mini, money, mo, let's pick one of these slaves by the toe. Bam, let's pick him. He's crazy enough to do what we tell him to do. And what they do is they pick a guy. He becomes a servant. A servant does the hard work to make it easy on the children of the king. A servant's only job is to teach the people the ways of the king, which is your heavenly father, and the ways of the kingdom. Anything else is him making himself a master over those God has entrusted him with. So that's what you have mainstream right now is you have a lot of men that they have now, instead of becoming servants, they have become masters. They have taken God's business and made it theirs. 
instead of sacrificing their life as a slave to make it easier on the children, what they have done is that they have made the children slaves so that they can exalt themselves. She, uh, she, <laughs> she on the edge of her seat like she's going to grab the microphone. So you, I'm helping you understand why either the anointing is on me or it's just hot up in here, but I'll just keep on going. I'm helping you understand why they hated Jesus. You don't read anywhere in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're just talking today. You don't read anywhere in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John where Jesus had a problem with sinners. 100% of the people that he had a problem with with religious leaders at the temple, and he would tell them stuff like that. Okay, he said, now, not only as a leader of the temple will you not tap into the kingdom way of doing things, you then have the nerve to stop the people under you that's trying to go around you to tap into it. He said, therefore, he said, the judgment, he said, it'll be greater. He would say stuff like, yeah, prostitutes going to get to heaven before you will. What? See, and so they hated Jesus because he didn't go with the status quo. They hated Jesus because Jesus said, I might be the son of God, but I want you to listen to Jesus' attitude. I'm just, I'm in this floor and I'm going to just stay here for a second. How many know that if there's anybody that's qualified to tell you to do anything, it would be Jesus? But notice what he said. Notice that he never said, follow me because I'm the son of God. He never said, follow me because I'm perfect. He said, never, he, did, he didn't say, follow me because I'm dying for your sins. And I can walk on water and I can cast out demons and do miracles. It's interesting. He said, follow me because I am meek and lowly of heart. That's the qualifying factor for following somebody that's perfect. Understand what I'm saying? So there's an arrogance out here, unfortunately, and Jesus made it very clear in Amos. It was my dad's favorite scripture. It'll come to pass in the last days there'll be a famine for the gospel. And even the young people will go back and forth looking for the truth, and they will not be able to find it. So when I push this button, oh, and we are about to push it. When I push this button... Because people are now finding out where food is. Okay? I don't care nothing about church services. You can go to church for the rest of your life. And, and most people that's been going to church never got anybody saved. <laughs> never got any, don't even know how to get anybody filled with the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues. Have never laid their hands on someone and seen them healed. Never even seen a demon, let alone cast out one. Don't know what prophecy is. Never seen signs and wonders. And when you read the Bible, their name is not there. What I mean by that is manifestation-wise. We are a continuation of the Bible. And Jesus made a very, very stark statement. He said the kingdom is about power, not words. And right now, everybody is talking. And they ain't showing nothing. So the reason why all these preachers are on the edge is because they're scared of the one that's showing. Oh, I forgot about the dream. I shared this before, and then we'll jump into this because it's a simple lesson. The Lord gave one of our members a dream. It's another thing. The Bible says dreams is the hallmark of our last days. People having dreams, nobody teaching them how to interpret it. To help you understand, because it is obvious that the dark side is trying to challenge us. They're trying to do certain things from afar because they know that if they get too close, we will destroy them. So now they're trying to do things from afar and we can feel it. We can feel it. Sometimes you feel it because you're tired and you have no, you don't know why you're tired. Okay. You don't know why. Okay. And so the Lord gave one of our members a dream a couple of weeks ago and he said that he was in the church, couldn't find his kids. You know how your kids go places and you're looking for them, especially the small ones. And he said that uh, he kept hearing this boom, you know, boom, boom, 
And so he kept looking for his kids. He thought it was thundering outside. He said, but the boom continued so long, he then stepped outside. He said, he, when he stepped outside, he was another dimension. And he said, he saw two mountains. And he said, on the mountain to the right, he said, I was laying on my belly with a sniper rifle. It was probably, if y'all know what I'm talking about, gentlemen, you probably know it was a Barrett 50 cal. That's my favorite. Oh, Jesus. That's like, that's like worship music to me to say, oh, Jesus, I feel the Holy Ghost. Man, I love the way that gun sounds. I'm getting one. <laughs> hey, love the way that's going to Hey, But anyway, I was laying on my ground, laying on, or laying on the top. He said I was on the top of the mountain. He said I was laying on my ground. He said I had this huge sniper rifle. He said this thing was big. And he said the boom was me shooting. He said I'm laying on the ground. Boom. He said I readjust. Boom. He said it was just constant. Boom. He said I was shooting a hole in the mountain across from me. That mountain across from me was the mountain of the devil. And he said, I was shooting, and he said, I, every, he said, every time I shot, he said, the hole would just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the dream ended. And so what's going on there is the Lord gives those dreams sometimes to show, because sometimes you have weird things happening. You're like, where is this coming from? And the Lord has to remind you, uh, you've got so used to shooting that you forgot that the enemy is trying to counteract. You see military movies, and if something is coming from a particular place, they try to trace it. Where is this thing coming from? You see that in the Bible. Okay, so I'm just telling. Now, when they come after us, come after me, they ain't coming after me. They're coming after y'all. Because how many know? We are one. And the main problem that the devil is having when we cast out these demons, one of the biggest problems that they have shared with us is, is the fact that you are doing, listen, I want you to listen to this. This is what they say. We have a problem with the fact that you are teaching the people scripture. And, and, and Devon was standing right there when that one told me right before we let him leave because I hijacked his behind and he was infuriated. And I said, what is your problem? I already know what the problem is. I asked him, what is your problem with us? He said two things. He said, you are teaching the people about our secrets in darkness. And then you have the nerve to teach them about the mysterious secrets of heaven that Jesus has for them. And, and, and watch this. And you are out of order for doing it because they still think they're going to win. They see us as the enemy. So there are, there's a dimension that we walk in because we tangle with the dark side very easily. And so, so I'm just encouraging you that when it comes to this, the devil definitely wants you to be broke, and he wants the worldly people to be rich so that you glue yourself to the television. That's why there's so many scriptures in the Bible where God had to tell his people, stop being jealous of the wicked. He said their riches are for a moment. They will soon be remembered no more. We got an eternity to live. And Jesus said up there, he said, we're building mansions. So y'all got that.